Welcome to Dave's Daily Crypto Take. Today is Friday, June 10th, 2022. Let's take a look at today's charts. At number one, BTC is at $30,102.92, down 0.35%. Ethereum at number two, $1,789.40, down 0.18%. Tether at number three, 99 cents. USD coin, number four, $1. BNB number five, $289.69, down 0.17%. Cardano at number six, 63 cents down 2.15%. XRP number seven, 39 cents down 0.75%. Binance USD, 99 cents. Solana at number nine, $39.91 up 1.80%. And last but not least, Dogecoin at number 10, 7 cents down 0.78%. Let's take a look at the crypto feeder and greed index. Extreme fear can be a sign that investors are too worried. That could be a buying opportunity. And when investors are getting to agree, that means the market is due for a correction. So what we got today is extreme fear at 11. Yesterday was extreme fear at 17. Last week was extreme fear at 13. And last month was extreme fear at 10. Let's take a look at our five articles today. Article number one is, when a cryptocurrency you never heard of drains your life savings. Article two, why cryptocurrency might turn out to be worthless according to a Nobel laureate economist. Article number three is Cardano founder says Ethereum merge not coming until 2023. Article four, this NYC gallery lets NFT owners remotely display their art from anywhere. And last but not least, the main topic today is how Gen Z is hooked on cryptocurrency and NFTs. So before we get into the articles, just want to say thank you so much to everyone that's been supporting me throughout this journey. Again, it's Dave's Daily Crypto Take. Catch me on Apple, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. And if you're in a YouTube space, please like, share, and subscribe. It helps me out greatly. So let's get into it, everyone. Article number one, when a cryptocurrency you've never heard of drains your life savings. Steve Insall has watched his life savings disappear by the second in an app on his phone. He spent most of Tuesday, May 10th, in his condo trying to withdraw anything that remained of his $320,000 balance that was there just days before. The app wouldn't let him. While watching Bloomberg TV talk about a cryptocurrency he only learned of the day before, he tried to hide his panic from his wife. She was getting ready for work. The baby was eating on the high chair, Insol said. The three-year-old was on an iPad. I was keeping it all inside. Insaw was losing his savings because of the crash of Terra USD, an algorithmic stablecoin that shed $60 billion in value in a matter of days. Stablecoins are a fixture of the cryptocurrency economy and are supposed to never depeg from the dollar. If you're wondering why anyone would tie all their money to an algorithmic stablecoin, Insaw wonders that too. He didn't know that's where his money was. I didn't even know what depegging was, honestly, he said. Insol is one of nearly 5,000 retail investors who made $47 million in deposits into stable gains, a now defunct company that offered a crypto facsimile of a savings account with interest rates up to 15%. Many stable gains users, including bartenders, postal workers, and general contractors, feel they were misled by stable gains marketing, which stressed the safety, ease, and promise of a decentralized finance, DeFi for short. The stable gains experience has left many rethinking the limits of a common mantra among crypto investors. Do your research. What if you thought you did the research and still lost everything? Well, a new market for DeFi gatekeepers, stable gains is a Delaware incorporated startup that launched in August. 
In blog posts and on its website, the company compared its offerings to traditional savings accounts, except where a brick-and-mortar bank like Citi was giving depositors less than 1% interest, table gains could offer up to 15%. How can a savings account generate 15% interest? Through the miracle of DeFi. What is being promoted by individuals involved with DeFi is that not only is this like legacy finance, but it's actually better said Ryan Clements, a law professor at the University of Calgary who predicted the collapse of TerraUSD. Because we're disintermediating uh, banks, we're disintermediating investment managers, and oh, by the way, it provides significantly high returns. Think of how a bank works. You deposit cash, the bank loans it out to mortgage holders and businesses, the bank collects interest on those loans, and you get a cut of that interest. The same principles are associated with DeFi but cash deposits are converted into crypto, and that crypto is lent to borrowers who typically invest in more crypto. Actually, depositing into or more borrowing directly from a DeFi platform often requires a decent degree of technical sophistication, which is where a company like Stable Gains comes in. So there's this new market of what I call gatekeepers or intermediaries that are emerging, Clement said. They're saying, hey, we will do it for you, you deposit your funds with us, we will custody those funds. We will then take the necessary technical steps to interface into this world. Sablegain's pitch was aimed at retail investors with varying degrees of tech savviness. I don't Snapchat, I don't TikTok, I don't whatever those other things are, said Jason Notso, a general contractor in Kansas who also poured his life savings into stable gains. Notso may not TikTok, but he stumbled across stable gains through an older form of social media. I am pretty sure that I saw them on Facebook, Notzel said. Like I was Googling Roth IRAs, mutual funds. So of course, Google and Facebook have to be in cahoots with each other because all of a sudden, you start seeing investment things advertised on Facebook. An impressive pedigree, Notzel and so and others felt comfortable depositing their savings with stable gains, partly because of the company's pedigree. Their startup was backed by Y Combinator, the prestigious venture capital accelerator that had launched tech titans like Airbnb and Dropbox. I felt, wow, they have a lot of confidence by richer, smarter people than me, Insol said. It sounds like a no-brainer. But the real sell for many stable gains users was the convenience of its accounts. It offered direct deposits from checking accounts and wire transfers and no long-term lockup periods. And while not FDIC insured, it still had a plan for mitigating risks. It said they were diversified over several different types of stable coins so that if one was low, they would work each other out, Notso said. And they said that all the investments were backed up with collateral. Notso Insol and others were particularly reassured that one of the stable coins prominently listed on Sabrian's website was USDC, while algorithmic Stablecoins like TerraUSD were tied to the dollar via a complex web of math and code. USDC was backed by actual dollars and treasury bills. But if StableGains users had to read the company's terms of users, they'd find that StableGains was generating its high interest rates by depositing funds into Anchor Protocol, another crypto savings service. Anchor only takes deposits and pays interest in TerraUSD. When Terra crashed, so did Anchor, and down went StableGains. Sable Games declined an interview request but referred to a public statement. Of course, as all users know, the DeFi space does not present risks, and which are publicly known and additionally disclosed in our terms of use. Online in our learning center, website, footer, and blog, but this event was particularly unfortunate as we were confident in our business vision and its ability to benefit users.
At this time, our focus remains on helping users who have funds remaining in their accounts. StableGains plans to diversify beyond Anchor were referenced here and there on the StableGains website. Via email, company co-founder Camille Riskowski also linked to a post the company had made in its Discord channel, which solicited input from users on what other crypto lending platforms StableGains should explore in the future. So even sophisticated crypto investors who had money in stable gains were surprised to learn their deposits were tied up in Terra USD. Retail investors were coming into this and they were thinking they were getting a product and service that was the same as something they were getting in traditional finance, said Clements, the University of Calgary law professor. But they weren't. They weren't getting the same regulatory safeguards. I think there needs to be clear disclosure, but also accessible disclosure. Well, the fallout and compensation. After being contracted by several stable gains users, Kevin Osborne at the class action law firm EKO Law explored the possibility of a lawsuit. But for now, any plans for litigation are on hold. If a defendant has very little in the way of liquid assets, has no insurance, then you're not going to be doing anything for the people that you represent, Osborne said. And to go after stable gains venture capital backers, plaintiffs have to meet a high legal threshold he added, but there is somewhat ironic source of hope for stable gains users in all of this. Many banks are allowing them to reserve and reverse at least some of their direct deposits into stable gains. Also, the Kansas uh, contractor said it looks like he may recoup most of what he lost that he way. Like many other stable gains users, he said he's not ruling out investing some of it in crypto again. Some of it, not all of it. So, there you guys have it. What do you guys think about this article? Cryptocurrency you have never heard of drains your life savings. Comment down below and let me know what you guys think. Okay, article number two. Why cryptocurrency might turn out to be worthless according to a Nobel laureate economist. Cryptocurrencies have no dearth of skeptics with relevant domain expertise. And how and now Nobel laureate Paul Grugman has joined that ever-expanding list of vocal pessimists. Grugman, who was awarded the Nobel Memorial Prize in Economic Sciences in 2008 for his pioneering work linking trade patterns and geography and globalization, compared the current cryptoverse with the stock and housing market crash of 2008 that led to losses worth over a trillion dollars for investors. In a scathing opinion article for the New York Times, Krugman used the term Big Short based on the book The Big Short by Michael Lewis that documented the housing market bubble to describe the cryptocurrency industry as the big scam. Krugman further added that the whole ecosystem, especially stablecoins, is a house built on sand but not on nothing all. One of the key arguments raised by the American economist is why, despite being worth trillions of dollars in market cap, these crypto assets serve no real purpose when it comes to day-to-day -day business transactions. Krugman also asked how exactly crypto coins can make transactions easier compared to fiat currency and the existing online banking system. The answers are always word salad, devoid of concrete examples, he adds. Well, a bubble waiting to explode? Krugman cited the example of the housing bubble that kept growing with only a few folks really able to see through the unchecked growth and bracing for a crash. The cryptocurrency world is going through somewhat of a similar phase. In just a span of six months, the crypto world lost over a trillion dollars in value. Bitcoin, the shining star of the crypto economy, is currently trading at around $30,000 per coin, less than half of the peak it hit in 2021. 
But it's not just the tumultuous state of crypto coins that Krugman raises alarms about. The Nobel Prize winner also notes how cryptocurrencies are becoming the favorite of criminals trying to launder money. Despite the existence of exchanges and the whole shebang around blockchain's traceable design, cyber criminals have gotten away with hundreds of millions of dollars in assets on using shady mixer services. However, Krugman is not the only one comparing cryptocurrencies to a bubble. In a CNBC interaction last year, David Rosenberg, president and chief economist and strategist at Rosenberg Research, touted Bitcoin to be one of the biggest bubbles out there, further adding that no one can predict when it's going to burst. When a topic was broached in 2018, Warren Buffett told CNBC that he was certain about cryptocurrencies coming to a bad end. So why cryptocurrencies might turn out to be worthless, according to a Nobel laureate economist, comment down below. And let me know what you guys think. All right, article number three. Cardano founder says Ethereum merge not coming until 2023. The Ethereum merge is currently the most anticipated upgrade in the crypto space. It has been about two years in the making and has been pushed back due to multiple delays. However, the project has since gone back on track as the team has assured the public that the merge will happen sometime this year. Cardano founder Charles Hoskinson has disagreed with this timeline, saying that the merge will not happen in 2022. Wait till 2023. In a fireside chat with Simon Bogan Alisks, the famous Ethereum co-founder and Cardano founder shared his thoughts on an upcoming Ethereum upgrade, ETH 2.0. As it's commonly known, it's scheduled to move completely to the proof-of-work mechanism around August this year. This has sparked hope in the hearts of investors that will provide the much-needed push for the digital asset, but Hoskinson has disagreed with the timeline. He explained that Ethereum 2.0 will not be happening in the year 2022. Rather, users of the network should and would be looking towards 2023 as the earliest time frame for the launch. Furthermore, the founder added that it may even be delayed until 2024. If this is the case, then it could lead to a negative sentiment among investors. Hoskinson also took a dig at the leading smart contracts network. He explained that although ETH 2.0 was not happening anytime soon, ETH 1.5 was already available. This is Polkadot Network, according to the founder. When Ethereum 2.0, according to the Ethereum official website, the move to the ETH 2.0 is meant to happen this year. Titled The Merge, this will merge the Ethereum mainnet with the already running Beacon coin and chain. What this will do is rid the network of the energy-intensive proof-of-work mechanism and move to the proof-of-stake, which will slash Ethereum's energy consumption by more than 95%. It will also bring staking to the entirety of the network. Even though the team has assured users that it's on track to move ahead with the merge, there is still a lot of skepticism regarding their ability to do so. Most of it is born out of the numerous delays that have rocked the project in the past. Taking Hoskinson's predictions into account, the ETH users who already have their ETH locked on the network may have to wait longer for the coins to be unlocked. If the merge doesn't happen until 2024, that will mean that coins may be locked for another two years. And however, there is no way to tell if there is any truth to the Cardano founder is saying. The Ethereum Foundation maintains that the merge will happen sometime in 2022, and shard chains are expected to debut on a network sometime in 2023. So there you guys have it. Cardano founder says Ethereum merge not coming until 2023. Comment down below and let me know what you guys think. All right. 
Uh, I just want to take the time out and just say thank you so much to everyone that's been helping me and DMing me and messaging me throughout this whole time. Again, this is Dave's Daily Crypto Take. You can catch everything on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and in the YouTube space. This channel is all unbiased news about crypto, so you'll get news for crypto and against crypto. So please do your own research, and hopefully I'll be there to help you. All right, let's keep on going. Article number four. This NYC gallery lets NFT owners remotely display their art from anywhere. Web3 NYC Gallery's Genesis NFTs let collectors control a display frame remotely to showcase and sell NFTs on Fifth Avenue. Manhattan's Fifth Avenue is a vaunted strip of stores with luxury retailers and other major brands fighting for shoppers' attention. Come next week, an NFT gallery will join their ranks as the Web3 NYC Gallery is set to open up in Midtown. But the location itself might not even be the most interesting piece of the puzzle. What really stands out is the ability for anyone, anywhere, to own the exclusive rights to show off and sell their own NFTs, either created or collected on one of the displays and control it remotely. That's the hook offered by Web3 NYC Gallery, which will open its doors on June 15th at 510 Fifth Avenue. In New York City, as part of its offerings, the location will feature 300 NFT displays from partner token frame, which can only be controlled by the owner of an associated Genesis NFT. I think we have 20 times more NFT frames than ever been in a room before, co-founder and CEO Nick Rotola told Decrypt. Those are just the user-controlled frames too. There are hundreds more that will be used for brand partnerships and other product offerings. If you buy Genesis NFT, whether during an initial primary sale or in the future from a secondary marketplace, then you can showcase almost any NFTs you want in the gallery. Web3 NYC Gallery has developed a software platform that lets owners connect an Ethereum wallet via website and choose which images to display. Token Frame plans to add support for other public blockchains such as Solana and Tezos in the future. Within the gallery, visitors can scan a QR code on the frame and purchase any NFTs that are listed for sale. Rotola told Decrypt that the store will have NFT-savvy associates on hand to help buyers with setting up wallets and buying artwork, and will help ensure that they understand the process and aren't buying knockoff collectibles. We took our longest wall, and we said this is going to be owned by people, said Rotola. The people are going to have the same access to Fifth Avenue that Louis Vuitton has and all that uh, these big, amazing, incredible brands have. They get to be on Fifth Avenue, but these people do too. NFT work look like a proof of ownership to a digital item, and NFTs often represent things like digital artwork, profile pictures, sports, and entertainment collectibles and video game items. The market expanded significantly in 2021, generating some $25 billion in trading volume, and 2022 volume is currently on track to smash that sum, despite an off-volatile market. Web3 NYC Gallery offers displays tied to its Genesis NFTs at three different levels. 160 10-inch collector's club displays ranging from 1.5 ETH to 2 ETH. 110 21.5 inch Dagon Club displays ranging from 5 ETH to 10 ETH. And 30 43 inch Alpha Club displays that are being sold privately at unlisted prices. There's no ongoing payment or rent required for NFT owners to use their respective displays. 
Genesis owners can showcase own NFTs from their wallet, whether it's a board API club, avatar on Ethereum, or their favorite X copy or art block space piece. They can even show off their own created NFTs, offering a way for project uh, creators to market their wares. However, there will be limits on pornographic content due to Web3 NYC Gallery being a publicly accessible space, and they aim to stamp out scammy content. As well as Rotola said that the gallery is using very proven AI to test every single image for objectionable content. Onboarding the masses, as mentioned, while the collector-operated displays make up a large chunk of Web3 NYC gallery footprint, there's more ongoing within the space. There will be other displays areas for partnerships with brands and NFT creators, as well as additional Web3 content such as crypto games and metaverse offerings. It has an exclusive club for Alpha Genesis NFT owners too, along with various perks for each tier of NFT owners. Rotola also said that the gallery has numerous revenue streams in the works, including the Genesis NFT sales and secondary royalties, commission deals with brands and artists, sponsorships, events, and exclusive clubs for high-value collectors. Web3 NYC Gallery isn't the first NFT gallery in New York City. One opened early last year, let alone the rest of the world. Decrypt has covered gallery openings in London, Chicago, and Los Angeles, for example. The just-opened Quantum Space LA even has its own NFT membership program focused on access to events and NFT drops. Beyond the ability to let NFT owners control the display frames, Rotola suggested that what sets Web3 NYC Gallery apart from other South galleries is a focus on onboarding the masses. With a prominent Fifth Avenue location, he sees significant potential for the gallery to serve as an on-ramp to the new and potentially co-founding world of Web3. Rotola wants Web3 NYC Gallery to be a best buy for Web3, encompassing an array of initiatives across the Web3 space, along with helpful staffers and an array of things to see and interact with. If you look at what Best Buy and Circuit City did from Web1, that needs to happen for Web3. He said, you're not going to get masses onboarding to chat rooms, and you're not going to be coming to Crypto Mondays or those kind of things. They need something really simple. Web3 NYC Gallery's solution is to have knowledgeable associates that can hold buyers' hands in setting up wallets and understanding the space. But it also wants to make things tangible in some ways, such as offering printed slabs and jackets that show someone's NFTs. But plus, to add a vending machine that's ideal for kids to buy and trade digital packs of NFT collectibles. With the coming metaverse expected to be a multi-trillion dollar opportunity that crypto builders and tech giants are like are betting on, Web3 NYC Gallery is eyeing expansion, as well as it plans a franchise model that will let crypto and NFT builders open their local and own outputs using the same kind of approach, complete with Genesis NFTs for each space. Eventually, there's going to be 2 billion users of Web3, Rotola said. How are we going to get from now to 2 billion? I think you need stores like ours to hold people's hands from start to finish. And that's what we're betting on. So there you guys have it. What do you guys think about this article? This NYC gallery lets NFT owners remotely display their art from anywhere. Comment down below and let me know what you guys think. All right, last but not least, let's take a look at the main article today how Gen Z is hooked on cryptocurrency and NFTs. So 
It is known that the digital tokens have two key characteristics. They serve as a medium of exchange and a means of accumulation. These characteristics influence the adoption of new technology by different generations. If the older generation is more inclined toward long-term investments, they consider digital tokens to save money. The younger generation prefers to evaluate the liquidity of these tokens and the possibility of using them for a transaction. Most young investors are confident that cryptocurrencies will make them millionaires, according to a survey conducted among 1,030 U.S. residents over 18 years old. 60% of Zoomers expect to become millionaires thanks to investments in cryptocurrencies. According to experts, young people are becoming more interested in crypto and rejecting traditional finance amid rising inflation and rising prices for real estate and education. The interest and confidence of Zoomers in cryptocurrency are not surprising. This generation more readily accepts and perceives everything digital. They believe that all financial affairs are more difficult for them than for previous generations. Combine this attitude with a greater appetite for risk and understand why they hope to get rich quickly through cryptocurrencies or the new boom of recent years, NFT. Due to its decentralized nature and accessibility, cryptocurrency is a more attractive option for the younger generation. They will use innovative technologies, cryptocurrencies, and other innovations and conveniences of the digital world. It is not yet a fully-fledged investor, but is already present in the financial ecosystem. Future analysts will also look at the early 2020s as the final break from the past in many ways. Since 2000, when Napster lost the historic internet piracy and copyright infringement case, global entertainment markets have struggled to decide how to value digital products. While the physical vinyl or CD has a natural scarcity associated with its material form, in theory, digital products can be copied indefinitely. NFT provides one alternative solution that can empower artists. What NFT offers is a viable alternative thanks to blockchain technology. They can retain their uniqueness and value despite their digital form. In recent years, many celebrities have jumped into the industry and started releasing personal NFTs, songs, paintings, etc. Cryptocurrencies are digital currencies with a non-fungible token is a way of owning an original digital image touted as a digital answer to collectibles. NFTs represent the first time digital art can be appreciated in the traditional sense in the art world. Famous digital artist Beeple sold his entire digital art library as an NFT for $69 million to a collector, which quickly made him one of the most valuable artists in the world. As commerce currency focuses on Generation Z, NFTs and cryptocurrencies in general seem to be a perfect fit for their interests and spending habits. Many expect to see massive crypto growth as we move into the next decade. It is noteworthy that the cryptocurrency mining, and namely cloud mining, is prevalent among Zoomers. It is a new mining model that has been developed taking into account the current market situation and user needs. In simple words, an investor rents power from an online mining farm, paying for a contract on the internet. All work falls on the shoulders of professionals, maintenance and care of equipment, configuration, selection of equipment, etc. Moreover, cloud mining is most oftenly eco-friendly, which fortunately is very welcome by the younger generation. In 2022, everyone is trying to save their time and spend only on the most important things. Therefore, it is not surprising that cloud mining is so popular among crypto enthusiasts. Today, it is one of the best ways for passive income with minimal cost of the primary resource, time.
One of the most famous representatives of cloud mining is Green Hashes. They are reportedly one of the first who began to mine cryptocurrency in an environmentally friendly way. Renewable energy sources, sun, water, and wind help to increase the capacity of the mining farm, which is an indisputable advantage for everyone who rents power from these guys. A large selection of contracts allows everyone, both beginners and professionals, to try cloud mining and add it to their arsenal of passive income. All you need is to visit their website and get familiar with the offers. The platform also provides an opportunity to purchase packages at a discount in connection with the purchase of new equipment. With the gradual introduction of new equipment in the system, activation will occur automatically within two weeks. Due to the large amount of equipment, the company has decided to gradually introduce the system. In this regard, you can purchase the desired package at a discount today. So there you guys have it, how Gen Z is hooked on cryptocurrencies and NFTs. Comment down below and let me know what you guys think. All right, last but not least, let's take a look at the article. The price is one last time. Number one, BTC is at $30,102. Ethereum, $1,789. Tether, 99 cents. USD coin, $1. BNB, $289. Cardano at 63 cents. XRP, 39 cents. Binance USD, 99 cents. Solana at $39. And last but not least, Dogecoin at 7 cents. So there you guys have it. Thank you so much for making it this far to the podcast and YouTube video. Again, Dave's Daily Crypto Take on Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcast. And if you're in a YouTube space, please like, share, and subscribe. Other than that, I hope all of you have a great crypto day, and I'll see you guys in the next one. Peace.